0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now.
1: Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince.
0: Welcome to the Horror Hangout, a podcast where film fans watch the best and worst horror movies of all time and talk about them. Today's episode is a special bonus episode, and we're not even talking about movies, we're talking about books. Um, and, I'm, and I'm very, very happy to be joined by um, V. Castro, a Mexican American writer. From San Antonio, Texas, now residing in the UK. Uh, she dedicates her time to her family and writing Latinx narratives in horror, speculative fiction, and science fiction. Her most recent releases include The Queen of Chicadas um, from Flame Tree Press and Goddess of Filth and Creature Publishing. And she joins us today to talk about her new book, Aliens Vasquez, the canonical, oh God, I struggle with that, background (laughs) of the breakout Aliens hero, Jeanette Vasquez, as well as the story of the children she was forced to leave behind, which releases on October the 25th. Thanks for joining us, V. Congratulations on Aliens Vasquez.
2: Thank you. Thank you. It's um. Gosh, I can't believe it's here already. Like it's, I, you know, started it so long ago, but that's always how it is in publishing. Like you, mm. you get the contract and then you write it and edits and then you're waiting and waiting. And then you're like, oh my God, it's actually going to be out in the world. <laughs> <laughs> is that actually actually, it's actually happening.
0: It's two weeks away. It.
2: Yeah. People are actually going to read it and review it. And
0: oh, is that, yeah, is it? That- is that kind of scary? I feel like it's got to be.
2: You know what? Yes and no. I have no control over it. So for example, I have a book coming out um in April, uh The Haunting mm. of Alejandra from Del Rey, and people are already reviewing it and it's circulating. Uh, yeah. Wow. Um arcs are already out and you're just kind of like ah. Okay. <laughs> so you're already <laughs> I'm not like, prepared for this. Yeah, so you already, you know, I don't read reviews in general, but um, Mm. sometimes it is an anticlimax because you're already, you know, reviews are trickling in. Some people are already reading it. Um, I just put it in the back of my mind. I'm just like, okay, I'm not even going to think about it. It's going to be out in the world. I knew this was going to happen. It's just another day.
0: <laughs> it's just another day. What were these final, like, two weeks in the build-up to the release of Aliens Vasquez be like, there for you?
2: Honestly, so I leave on Friday to go to the U.S. for uh, Merrimack Valley Halloween Book Festival. So, And then I go to New York after. So I'm going to be busy.
0: Oh, wow. I'm not going to think okay. about
2: it. Um, I think on the 25th, I'll just be, like, on Twitter, hi, everyone, the book's out. In the UK, November 8th for the US. Okay, bye. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, bye. So so um, October the 25th for the UK, November the 8th for the US. Okay. Yeah, sorry, excuse me. Because UK is very, very special. It's uh, the most important. Yeah,
2: thing. and the, distrib- the distribution gods have said, um, you know, they don't want to cooperate. Uh, there are issues. So they've had ah. to move it to the US twice. But that's okay. I mean, again... It's out of my control. Yeah.
0: And it's not that long after the twenty fifth no, either, is exactly. it? It's not like months and months later, which which no. would be kind of frustrating, I can imagine. Yeah.
2: The book's gonna come out no matter what. So
0: <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is nothing you can do about it now. I'm pretty I'm pretty sure you can't you can't just pull out of it. That's not gonna happen.
2: Don't do that. Exactly. Don't do that. Don't do that. I, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I mean, I'm not I'm not too concerned. It's just one of those things. I mean, publishing yeah there's so many bumps and it's a long journey mm.
0: so we we met a few weeks ago at the yeah. um book launch of Gemma Amore's um yeah. um move uh, sorry not movie book full immersion and yeah. um that was you talk, we talked a lot about publishing then and and some and me who's always been involved in self-publishing it was really fascinating to kind of hear about like the the length of the process and everything um. So you said, obviously, it's been a long road and it's been years, hasn't it? It's been years since the, I guess, what was the journey in undertaking this project? Were you approached or did you pitch it or how did it kind of come to fruition?
2: Yeah, I mean, I always wanted to write this book. Um, and, you know, as I started my writing journey, um, you get to know people, you get to you make friends, you know, you network, um, the horror community is great. It is a, it is a community truly. And I got to talking to someone who actually writes for them as well. And, um, I kind of told him my idea and he was like, okay, we've got to have this. I'm going to introduce you to the editor. So emails were exchanged. I pitched it to the editor he pitched it and then the rest is history. But it was like a long road because I had to mm. then write a huge outline. Um, that had to go through some edits. And then finally, contracts, everything signed. Um, and then I, and it was like, okay, write it. We need it now. <laughs> <laughs> we need it tomorrow. Great. Okay. Oh, God. <laughs>
0: So how so how long did how long were you given? Because you did give me a time frame when we discussed. I think it. I
2: wrote it between nine and ten weeks.
0: Whoa! How many words? how many words is that first, first draft? At, least? at
2: first, at first, it was 85,000. 85,
0: mm. That's quite an undertaking, isn't it? I can't even begin to imagine. Yeah, like, after, after
2: edits, it's like ninety two. Wow! But you know what? Okay. The outline was so thorough, and the outline had to be so on point. I just wrote from that, and that was like a huge chunk—not a huge chunk, obviously eighty-five thousand is a lot of words, but it made it easy because I mm. knew everything I was doing. Yeah.
0: So when you when you usually write, um, with obviously all of all of your other books and all the other fiction you write, do you write incredibly thorough out- outlines like you had to? Or oh absolutely- God, no,
2: absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. I am I didn't like. I want to assume. I am like hanging on for dear life. <laughs> uh. Uh-uh. Uh. Yeah. No, I don't do outlines at all. I just get an idea, mm. write it down, and then hope for the best, and just kind of work my way through it and get mm. some ideas. Um, and I go through spurts where I will just like be super focused and i know exactly what i'm doing and i'm just like flying and then other things will come up and i'll take a break Hmm. or yeah the just the idea has dried up and i'm not sure where i'm going with it so the
0: process of obviously writing vasquez Hmm. if if you wrote from such a detailed outline you said you found it easy so did you find it easier than writing your your, obviously the original the original stories that you write
2: you know what yes and no because obviously i had canon to deal with and i also had to get kind of um mm. the approval from the studio the like you know the licensor had to say yes to everything basically yeah. they had to approve everything that i wrote which is frustrating because when you write your own story you're your own yeah. master you only have to answer to yourself right yes. um but for this it, everything had to be approved so i couldn't just say you know no. <laughs> and then the, the giant octopus <laughs> you know
0: <laughs> well you <laughs> say that but that's that's not too far removed from what they've actually done with the alien franchise they've got exactly. where's well, a big old squid or something knocking about uh, <sighs> <yeah.
2: laughs> sorry i have i have children so and i did the school run this morning so i'm like yawning sorry you have children it's not you. And-
0: it's not me, it's fine, I'm used to it. it's fine i <laughs> will take it on the chin I'll take it on the I'm chin
2: super, I'm super comfortable um you're on so my comfortable
0: sofa. you've got like a fur a, a really furry um I have purple two blanket. Furry
2: pillows yeah, oh,
0: that was a pillow okay, yeah. there we go. I don't blame yeah. you i'm I'm a little bit cozy <laughs> i'm I'm feeling pretty cozy. I've got the hoodie on i could i could i might I might bust out a yawn at some point who knows who knows <laughs> I'll, I'll i'll apologize in advance um <laughs> Talking of that canon stuff, though, and you said obviously the studios had to get involved. Does that mean like Disney have got their mucky pool, mucky pools involved as well Everything,
2: everything, everything. Yes. Y- it. You can't just like, like I said, you know. Oh, and so the you know, the the purple octopus climbed out of the depths of the ocean and <laughs> you know grabbed was the xenomorph. Yeah. It was just a dream. <laughs> you have to literally have that stamp of approval. It you have to really Yeah. And and okay. then I had to actually take out some sex in it because it was too much. So
0: Oh, okay. Oh, that's 20,000 words lost already.
2: <laughs> exactly. God you know it. my work. People know my work.
0: <laughs> <laughs> if you're familiar. But um, they're
2: like, "Oh, that's a little graphic."
0: oh <laughs> okay, okay. Um, I did have a little bit of synopsis of the book to read out, just in case anyone um, was was wondering. Um, I'm sure we've got aliens fans and alien fans listening. So um, the synopsis for Aliens Vasquez is: even before the doomed mission to Hadley's Hope on LV426, Jeanette Vasquez had to fight to survive. Born to an immigrant family with a long military tradition, she looked up to the stars, but life pulled her back down to earth. First into the street gang, then prison. The colonial Marines provided proved to be Vasquez's way out, a way that forced her to give up her twin children, raised by Jeanette's sister. Those children, Letitia and Ramon, had to discover their own ways to survive. Letitia, followed by her mother, following her mother's path into the military, Ramon into the corporate hierarchy of Whalen Utani. Their paths would converge on the unnamed planet, which would see, which, which some see as potential utopia, while others. Would use it as a highly secretive research, regardless of whatever humans might have planned for it. However, Xenomorphs would turn it into a living hell. That was loads, Sorry, I didn't realize it was long as that. Uh, <laughs> I've basically covered the old book. I'm sorry about that. Um, this is what this is one question I kind of had because yeah. I was thinking if it's a prequel um, oh, to Aliens, I was thinking how is Xenomorphs gonna come into it? But obviously, yeah. Sorry, go on.
2: Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. You're exactly right.
0: That must have been the very. I'm. I'm. I'm assuming that was the very first question you had, um, which was, it's got to have xenomorphs in it. I mean, I'm. I'm assuming from the from the get go, you knew you're going to want to include them. But oh, How absolutely. did you manage to? Was that well, a difficult thing to try and get them in? Like no, because
2: well, so I, obviously we all know dies that's canon we cannot change that um mm. i didn't want her to be in a street gang in la and in prison but again that was canon that had mm. to stay um and then the rest of the stuff there were only bits and pieces that i had to keep and then the rest are kind of like okay we'll use your imagination mm. so i basically give you her life up to her death but before her death and before there's a little wiggle room. And I, I wanted to also show her legacy. Mm. Um And so that's why she has two twins, two children that we don't know about that we didn't see in the film. And there are mm. no books about her. There are no short stories about her. there are no, There's nothing else about oh, her.
0: Wow. See, that's incredibly surprising considering mm-hmm. she's, a hugely popular character
2: exactly Um, so i could just do so i i created this whole different world that she was a part of and so she's she dies but she has these two children on earth and so the story takes over from them
0: oh wow i love it i'm uh, incredibly excited to read it it sounds it really does sound great um so, I mean, talking about Vasquez, what was your relationship with the character of Vasquez? And I guess the Alien franchise before you took on the challenge of writing the book—is it something you um, grew up with? Is it something that you'd sort of found sort of later in life? Sometimes, I mean, I I think I'd seen Alien and Aliens, but I'd never—I didn't see any of the sequels until I was kind of in my teens. So, had have, have you kind of like loved it from from the, from release? I guess.
2: Absolutely. So I remember watching it um, when I was really young, like too young. I think all of, I mean, well, you know, I I'm 43, and I mean, back in the day, we just kind of watched whatever we did. Whatever parenting was, just like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, watch this, eat that. There's the door. I'll see you tonight. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I watched. <laughs> Alien and aliens, definitely by, my, by the time I was 10. Um, and again, seeing Ripley, wow. Seeing Newt, wow. Seeing Vasquez, even more wow, because she was a brown woman. And those were the women that I saw in my community, in my family. And that just made such a huge impression on me. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, back then, we didn't have too many really strong female leads and even fewer brown leads so it was really exciting for me even though the the actress is not latina it still made an impression and again you know she's just an icon she became this icon and i've seen the film so many times and i later in life wrote a bit of fan fiction which Kind of gave me the idea for this. And yeah. I just love because I just had this idea about her. And then, as fate, the universe would see fit, that thing I, that very thing I wanted has happened. Yeah.
0: I know. That must be absolutely, I can't even believe how amazing that must have been. But yes, Vasquez mm. um, was always a character um, that has obviously got a huge. Huge, sort of, a, a lot of the fans of the franchise have got a huge love for her. Just that camaraderie, obviously, she's got with the other colonial marines. How she looks with the pulse rifle my god, just uh, <laughs> changed my life. Um, so I mean, my my mum's a huge, huge fan of Alien and Aliens, and she she um, is very keen to read the book as well. I've told her all oh, about it. yeah, and uh, so she saw Aliens. Hi, mum. When... <laughs> Hi, mum. If you're listening, she's probably not. <laughs> probably not <laughs> less it's not very n- not not the best with technology uh, okay. sorry don't mean to don't mean to throw her under the bus um but she she watched aliens and well she was pregnant with me so she said when there was like chest bursts and stuff happening i was moving around in her, in her in her tummy so i feel like that was my first i think that's maybe why i love the franchise so much that was one of my first there you go cinematic cinematic memories that um, is so cool yeah, I know. It's a it's a it's a cool little bit of information, I guess, that uh, I always I always like to share. Um, So, yeah, I guess in terms of that relationship, how was the process of. Um, So, I mean, obviously, we talked about the challenges of writing the book. We talked about the process of writing mm-hmm. this as being different from writing mm-hmm. um, your own your own fiction. What were you able to put across in writing, would you say, that perhaps couldn't or wasn't shown? for Vasquez in film I guess obviously in terms of like the backstory, there's not all that much I can't even remember is there any any little bits of dialogue that suggest she's done a bit of time and uh, was in a gang or anything like that there's nothing literally nothing
2: Obvi- it was all what James Cameron and um, the actress kind of came up okay. with when they were doing the like backstory it. written like not in the film and also in interviews, which I had to read and different different things, especially interviews um, with them talking about the mm. film. But yeah, so, in the I mean- actual dialogue and the actual film, nothing except oh. like she has the teardrop tattoo. Um, mm. But other than that, yeah, no, it's, it was all other things I had to read before starting the story.
0: Do you do you do you know anything about like why they killed her off, or whether that was always the plan, or
2: I think it, why Cause it kind any... sucks
0: because yeah, that's true, but it kind of sucks because it's the... like a redemption moment. Sorry, V, you carry on.
2: No, 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 it's okay because then, like you know, we really liked Ripley and um, you know, kind of the relationship she had, and then in the third and the third one, when they land, he's dead.
0: Yeah, it's almost like any well established. I and mean, Newt that's. Un... Dies. that's unforgivable. Like literally
2: everybody dies except for her. So I think it was just the plan.
0: Yeah. Because it almost yeah. feels like with Vasquez, it feels like it's kind of her death, feels like it's part of a redemption moment for the character she dies with. Um, it's not, yeah. No, I was going to say Burke, but that's the other dude. Um, the. I can't remember what his name is, the sort of captain dude. Um, yes. It feels like it's, it's a like a redemption moment for him, and I almost feel like yes. he could have just been on his own. He could have easily been on his own. I mean, I'm not I'm not going to get into all of my, no, uh, of course, all of my frustrations uh, in terms of franchise in terms of the franchise, but yeah, I guess it must be slightly frustrating. I mean, um,
2: it's just the way. Again, even if she had survived and she was on the ship, she, they would have killed her off they anyway. Would have killed
0: her off in the third one, yeah. It seems like as a franchise, it's really never been sort of scared to just kill off popular characters or completely like veto things um, entirely. And I guess that gets me to to my next question. So my co-host, Andy, Mm -hmm. I asked him I asked him if he had a question for you. Uh, He said he'd love to know your take on the mythos of the franchise and how it's been handled in like the shared DNA prequels. Um, So. For, there's a couple of questions here, but do you think the Xenomorph needs a defined origin and where would you take the franchise if it was completely up to you?
2: So I actually um wanted to incorporate the engineers in hmm. the book. And I was really interested oh. in exploring the engineers because I think they're really cool. Hmm. I know. Okay. A lot of people did not like Prometheus there's a lot of, there are people out there that are just like, mm. so against it. I, I was entertained and I loved, you know, we've all seen the space jockey mm. and, um, and it's just really cool. And then they brought out the engineers. You're like, Oh, so that's what they look like. Um, I just think they're really interesting, but then mm. That was another thing they're like, "No, we can't talk about the engineers. Nope, there's no engineers. Nope, nope, nope." <sighs> All right then. Okay, yeah. okay. Like, chill. I
0: back <laughs> Disney, give me a break. I'm right, I got a book to write. So I've got 8 weeks left.
2: <laughs> so, I couldn't write anything with the engineers. Fine. Um but if I were to like do anything, I would probably explore them more. I love predator I want to do I want to do AVP so I would totally go like all the way in to AVP I love the idea of that Um, and again like the AVP film I thought was real I enjoyed it you know I loved the end Um, I love you had a black strong female lead and I I just thought it was really cool Um, but again it's it's those are the two areas I would explore more, um, Mm. if I had my choice, but I really love what I've done with Vasquez. I really, you know, with what I could do, Mm. I'm, I'm happy with what I've done and I I hope I have the opportunity to write more and the fans make a lot of noise for another book, um, and buy it. Um, because then that signifies to the publisher, like, Oh, we love this. Mm. Um, let's do some more and yeah i would totally welcome more
0: i don't doubt the fact that it's going to do really well um just sort of sticking with sticking with that question about the alien stuff and obviously the engineers um yeah i mean i quite like prometheus i'll be honest i did like prometheus um i think it gets a lot right i feel like it gets a bit convoluted towards the end when they're like um i really like the idea of the xenomorph sort of just existed and nobody knows why it's just a product of nature and the fact that it's kind of created but again with alien covenant they did that thing again where they go all those engineers let's just kill them off let's murder all of them exactly and
2: i was like but this is where i was like okay you want to kill the engineers off but that's only one world what they they obviously colonized a ton of places and they have really advanced technology not just one
0: world one like little center of a city it's not even like it's like that's that's not even london that's just like (laughs) they just dropped it on hyde park and then they went right they're all dead now now."
2: exactly so i'm like obviously there's got to be more engineers out there somewhere yeah there's no way that kind of race of Mm. beings would just be like there um so I was kind of like, okay, oh, I didn't answer about the origins. Yeah, I mean, I don't think you really need an origin. I, I mean, what about us? We don't really have an origin. There we go. Nobody That's... knows our, our origin is, is debated by everyone. Does it matter? Not really. We, we exist and you know
0: you're a tiny little blob of oil that ended up in someone's eye and then they gave birth (laughs) to a squid and then that squid
2: oh yeah oh yeah that sounds great i love it It, so i mean i don't think it really matters but yeah i mean i i like the idea of the engineer so Mm.
0: we'll see i mean i understand why like origins because people are curious and it's fiction and you know, we could well we could make up an origin. Let's sell that. That's interesting. But yeah, I like I like the thought of the xenomorph just existing as this freak of, freak of nature that's kind of evolved over years rather than just be created. That always kind of disappointed me yeah. in a way. Oh, and speaking
2: um, of Prometheus, there is a Vickers in this book. Oh, okay. Let you know Meredith Vickers, who is yeah. like Charlize Theron. There is a Vickers in this oh. book.
0: What what where do you stand on the uh, like theory that maybe she's an android? Uh, well,
2: I kind of throw that out because it's an, an person a person who's related to her.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, you throw that a in, blood maybe relative, like a blood relative of her. Um. But yeah, because it's just because she was cold that kind of people thought that didn't they, they went? Yeah, but she was so she was so God, jealous
2: <laughs> of David that I don't think she. I think she was human. Yeah. And she was sleeping uh, with Idris, Elba.
0: <laughs> I absolutely love that relationship in that film because they're literally mm-hmm. just like, I don't even know if they really even like each other, but they're just like, shall we just maybe? <laughs>
2: we're in space.
0: I mean, we're in space. It's Christmas. I mean, he's, he's decorating the tree, isn't he? <laughs> like, let's just let's just get on. I mean, if I was in space <laughs> with, with Charlize or Idris, I think I'd just go, shall we just we could put something lovely, <laughs> lovely on that big screen, you know, when this looks like you're in a
2: yeah exactly (laughs) and in
0: Barbados or something and just just get it on you're all gonna die anyway you're all gonna die
2: they and they do
0: (laughs) and they do it's an
2: aliens film
0: (laughs) yeah um you did briefly touch upon this but I thought I'd just like circle back a little bit so you do think that there are more Vasquez stories to tell you hope you'd be the one who gets to tell them I guess yes does that mean you have any ideas for that
2: oh a hundred well if you read the like a by the time you get to the end of the novel, you kind of you will know where it can go. Mm. So I left the book where you could read it as a standalone, because that's okay. what they wanted. Write it as a standalone with a little something. A so, little
0: some, a little something, something.
2: Like wiggle room to be more right. Yeah, a little um, wiggle. It it, yeah. it,
0: it 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 zooms in on Vasquez's charred fingers, and 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 they wiggle no, I'm, no so. I'm, sorry. I'm sorry I'm sorry <laughs> no
2: unfortunately I <laughs> I think people would never read my books again if I did that <laughs> yeah well um, there's but, so much
0: room room for, there's so much room for maneuver I guess in terms of what you can do in that I mean I'm not going to try and spoil anything um but yeah I, I can imagine there's there's ways out of certain things but depends on what you want to do I guess
2: well because it's focused at the second half of the book on her children you would get the continuation of what happens mm, with them
0: yeah okay i like it yeah i like it that sounds incredibly exciting um so oh there there is an audiobook version of this as well isn't there
2: yeah i i get yeah i mean last i heard it was being produced so
0: yeah so um, were you involved in the process of that getting made alongside the publication or was did they kind of just no take... no
2: they just yeah yeah yeah
0: Took your work and just said, We're making an audiobook.
2: It's as well. ours now. Bitch. It's ours now. Dis- it's ours now, the bitch. big
0: hulking Disney beast. Just <laughs> it's ours now. Um, is there like another established character um from pop culture that you'd like to write a book about? Have you have you ever given not necessarily horror, but you know, I guess anyone from, from I want to write a
2: predator book. Mm. Um I want to do an AVP book. Um, I would love to do. God, there's so many different ones that I think I could really get into. Honestly, if someone said, you know, here's your choice of IP, I would be like, oh, I, lo- I liked writing IP, actually. Some writers like snub their nose. I'm like, mm. oh, no, hell no. I think that's fun. I think it's interesting. Um, I would love to do something like um, Red Sonia. You know, I grew up with mm, that. I okay. think Red Sonia is amazing. Um, I, I just, yeah, I, you know, great. there's just a lot of, there's a lot of different places I would go.
0: AVP, but the V stands for Vasquez. She's in the middle. She's in the middle of them both. <laughs> Come on, guys, well, just get along. Did you, did you see Prey as well? Did you see Prey?
2: I have not seen it yet. I've okay. just, because I got to the point where I was like trying to wrap up a lot of loose ends mm. and now I'm finally, mm. it's calm. Um, There are a few things I need to just kind of finish up, but no deadlines. I mean, I actually don't have any deadlines. There's nothing looming over my head. I know that'll change very soon, but now I can kind of breathe and watch films and, yeah, have a little downtime.
0: Nice calming moments to just just breathe. Take a look yep. at your, take a look at all of the success. Yes, uh, just so, look back it and say
2: lucky, so blessed, <laughs> so blessed.
0: I did want to talk about stuff um about your work, um, separate to to aliens. Yeah, um, because you've obviously released a lot of books. You've accomplished a lot. Um, and obviously your culture is incredibly important to you. That's one thing that we discussed. And it's also one thing that I've heard you talk about a lot when I've been listening to other, other interviews that you've done it's front and center in all your work. So for new readers, what should they expect when they pick up uh, a V Castro novel?
2: Oh my goodness. Um, lots of mythology, Aztec mythology, folklore, sex, blood, a lot of you know deep emotions, pain, um, but also hope. I mm-hmm. always want to leave people with a little bit of hope, with a little bit of, of something to kind of fill their soul, um, and to also take tropes and just turn them on their heads. So in Mestiza Blood, for example, I have the final porn star because I wanted to write a final girl story with a woman, the the final girl, who was totally different than what you're used to. You know, she's not young. She's not a virgin. Uh, she's, you know, she's this aging porn star doing her last film on a secluded ranch in Texas. And then there's, you know, it's not so much, you know, a deranged killer. It's a deranged creature of mythology out in the darkness and so i sure. wanted to do that and so i yeah. i just love writing things like that um yeah so i mean just a mixed bag uh in december i have a little bonus book coming out called out of Atslan and that is more fantasy uh, okay. yeah mm-hmm. fantasy fantasy driven um but again you get the deities you get um just a ton of different little things just little stories so that's a real fun one that'll come out just before christmas for people to like pick up for a stocking stuffer or buy themselves a little gift yeah but you just again the (laughs) mythology the fantasy the i think you know all the things that kind of make have made me me Mm. um yeah,
0: I like I like the thought, one thing you suggest of taking trips and turning them on their head as well. <laughs> I think that's always refreshing in any media. I think in books and in, in films and comics and anything like that, when there's a trope and you feel like you're familiar with the trope. And then suddenly it's completely different to what you could have ever expected. I think that's incredibly satisfying. And uh, I guess that sort of stuff must be incredibly fun to write as well.
2: Oh, 100 percent. So Hairspray and Switchblades. Like I love werewolf lore. I love werewolves but because you know i'm i'm mexican i'm latina i wanted to do something a bit different so instead of as the shifters instead of werewolves they turn into jaguars because jaguars were really oh, revered yeah. in my culture so it's like a bunch of crazy ja- <laughs> a jaguar on the <laughs> on the loose
0: hairspray and switchblade is such a good title as well mhm like, I think the second you just hear that and you just go, What's that called? Hair blade, hairspray I hair, can't even say it. Hairspray <laughs> and switchblades. Well, I'm buying that. I mean, why would I not? Um and also you've obviously already mentioned the book you've got coming out next April, did ha- you say? Yeah, The, the haunting. haunting of Ala-
2: of Alejandra. Yes. Okay. Yes. And that's again, um folklore. So everybody's kind of maybe heard of La Llorona. You know, the tale of the Mm. weeping woman who murdered her children and then herself. Again, it's a story that, you know, nobody knows the origins. It's been told over and over again. But I was like, well, what would really drive a woman to do that? And so I take the tale, go to the origins, all the way back to the Spanish conquest, but then bring it back to modern times and mental health and postnatal depression and um, yeah, and bring it all full circle.
0: Mm. How was how was writing in like a completely different time period as well? I mean, I, obviously, I'm not. Sh- you may have done that before already, but that already sounds like um a challenge.
2: Yeah, no, I have before because I often, oh. you know, write about my ancestors, my ancestry, and and um the mythology and their religion and their beliefs. So I have to kind of go back to that time period. And I have a book that I, my uh, agent has, and it's for uh, my second book with Del Rey. And again, I had to do research because it, Mm -hmm. it has a historical character as the main character. But it's actually nice to go back there because you learn more about yourself, about possibly why you feel certain things, why certain things trigger you. Uh, it's a beautiful yeah. thing to like know more about yourself and your family history. So yeah, it's always good. But, and I love the mythology and the history, you know, I think it's important because we haven't really um, shown that and like the conquest was real horror. War is, is horror. Um, mm. Slavery is horror um, all of these different things. So mm. I wanted to
0: delve it into it. It seems that. like you put a lot of yourself into these books. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, I think obviously the question I asked was what could people expect from picking up one of your books? And I think that's the one key takeaway I tend to feel is that if I read something by you, it would just be I'd be getting an understanding of the author as well. I mean some mm-hmm. writers do that, some writers don't, you know. Some people do kind of take themselves out of the situation, but um I guess if that would I guess that works incredibly well for you. And, uh, is it something you've always done? Have you always done that? Or did you start off? Maybe not so much.
2: I started because I needed an outlet. I, I really wanted to, I had something to say and my Kindle and my bookshelves were all, you know, straight white men. Sorry. But I was like, I really, I want to see more. I want to see something different. Um, hmm. There are hardly, there are so few Latinas writing horror. There are so few Mexican-Americans writing mm. horror um, and science fiction. Mm. And I wanted to be part of that change because I feel, again, our history, our stories, our experiences, are they matter. And there's a lot to be said. Mm-hmm. And I think literature in general and horror specifically when you get to fear and you get to the bottom of of horror it's something we can all understand regardless where we come from or all of it we all experience fear and beneath our skin we're all the same you know we all have beating hearts we're all we're all going to die <laughs> Sorry, sorry, readers, we're all going to die. <laughs> sorry.
0: People are like, sorry, what? When? <laughs> well, nobody knows. Um, um,
2: so, you know, horror reaches into some core emotions that everyone can relate to. And I wanted to just express that through my experiences and my culture and let people know well, this is how I experience fear. But you can understand it well, and I think it's horror and literature is such a unifying thing, you know, um, and we need that yeah. more than ever now.
0: Yeah, as a, well, a humanity. I, I mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, um, where where do you see the future of um of like Mexican American literature literature and obviously you said like Latina writers not so many being in, in horror? Do you feel you're like a focal point for taking that? Taking that forwards, or do you see other change perhaps happening bubbling below the surface?
2: I think you know, horror in general is becoming more inclusive. We're seeing a lot, you know, writers from all over. Um, Eric LaRocca, Haley Piper, um, mm. you know, so many different Gabino, uh, Iglesias. I mean, we're seeing so many different writers from so many different backgrounds, just t- writing their stories you know, they're unapologetic and it's such a refreshing thing. And again, you know, people are relating to it and that's wonderful. And I just see horror becoming more inclusive. I see the horror community, how we all, you know, it's not perfect, but we do tend to kind of stick up for each other and, you know, have each other's back. And it's really nice to see people like cheering on each other's books Mm. and um, so
0: it's a nice camaraderie, yeah, nice camaraderie. I think there's a lot of diversity and um, support between everybody. There's no, there's not much like gatekeeping. I've not found in like the horror community. Obviously, in some other, in other communities, um, whether it's whether it's from literature, but you know, music and other stuff like that. There's always sort of like this elitism and, and gatekeeping. But I feel like in the horror community, it does feel like um, everyone's kind of got each other's, but not everybody. But you know, yeah, of course, I think a, a it's de- relaxed. Uh, <laughs> it's relaxed yeah it's a good good sort of percentage of people i would say and
2: we all love um, this like horror like we all love horror films we all are like super excited for the new hellraiser we're all kind of like you know just those kind of things it's really nice that we're the, unified
0: that's the new episode of horror hangout just uh going live tomorrow <laughs> uh oh actually th- this will go live after that so it's sort of just gone live go and ch- check it out listen to it
2: Ooh. <laughs> I'm sorry,
0: I'm sorry, i couldn't help it no
2: it's no i mean it's like i keep seeing everywhere i'm like oh my god ah
0: yeah um i mean and and of course that's got that's a that's another thing i guess which has got um loads of sex loads of eroticism all these undertones um and again just like trauma trauma is something that i've i've noticed in horror um probably for like last five or six years especially in horror movies trauma, generational trauma, loads of stuff like that is being really um, d- really explored um, and I just really appreciate it and it feels like it's got a lot more thought and weight behind it than just standard, mm. you know, standard scary scary monsters making you jump in the dark. This yeah, I mean, the hereditary,
2: I mean fucking hell. I know. That was like, I saw hereditary, I was like, what did I just watch?
0: Yeah, that was a that was definitely an experience yeah, Um, and yeah and for some for somebody like me to obviously to just hear stories from loads of different walks of life um different sexualities different different genders different um different backgrounds for me it's just so refreshing to be able to experience that um from from a different standpoint from a different viewpoint so i really do really do enjoy the community as a whole and everything they're putting out um I've got a couple more questions here. We we I feel like we're being we're talking about the serious stuff. Uh, Luke, who also <laughs> who also co-hosts the podcast, I asked him if he had any questions, and he seemed to just give me some silly ones. So uh, Luke says, "V, if you were a xenomorph, what would you do with that little mouth you've got? Would you <laughs> catch snowflakes, pick out only the M M&M and M colors you like, uh, or would you or would you use it as a pool cue?" Oh man. Um, I, I mean I can suggest other things that you could possibly bashing use in assholes
2: brains.
0: Bashing in assholes brains. <laughs> I, co- I could I couldn't no I couldn't ev- I... don't kid.
2: Double down on that, V. <laughs> don't kid.
0: Please double down on it.
2: <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm gonna actually <laughs> I'm gonna be really serious here. Uh, uh, oh I would okay. use it to pick off that when you make nachos, that cheese that's stuck. On the oh, foil yeah. to get off oh, that bit the, the chips that don't have any cheese that are left over
0: so that's annoying have you ever put have like, you ever peeled it off and accidentally ate a bit of foil
2: yes and that's why you need the little claw mouth to like get the cheese off the foil and put it on the empty chip
0: I feel like I've got I've got an idea of what I'd do with it the little tiny mouth I'd make a meal mm. and I'd make also make a tiny tiny version of the same meal. <laughs>
2: That sounds really too complicated.
0: <laughs> and I'd eat, eat the, eat the normal-sized meal with my normal-sized mouth, and then with my tiny mouth, I'd eat the tiny meal. Sounds that great, sounds
2: right? way too complicated. <laughs>
0: it's because uh, I've seen, a, there's a tiny weird little corner of TikTok where people make tiny food, and I just love Oh, it.
2: my God. TikTok. It's amazing.
0: Like a tiny little burger.
2: Someone needs to write a TikTok horror film, because where yeah. is that?
0: I, I, I bet I bet it's been done. I'll tell you what the horror community. Are you not on TikTok? Because the horror community on TikTok is pretty good. Book talk. I'm we maybe trying. I'm trying, but that, I'm, I'm
2: old, man. I'm tired. It's a lot of work. I mean, <laughs>
0: it's a lot I mean, of fucking work. <laughs> I mean, I'm not much younger than you, and I'm pretty sure I'm know what's going on with. Yeah, it can be difficult I, when there's just, trends and stuff. I'm a bit like, oh, wait a minute,
2: I need to do more. I know. I need to do more. I started it, and then I just forget about. it. I'm like, okay, I should do some TikTok stuff.
0: It's tough though. And there's so many platforms, um, but I think I think you're doing you do you you're doing something right. You know. Yeah, got, I just do a good. Follow Twitter
2: and Instagram.
0: And I think that was was it was those platforms. I think is when I first started to see <clears throat> to see your name out there. So it does yeah. work. Um, there is another there's another question from Luke. I'm sorry. Yeah. If you if you had a chest burster, mm-hmm. uh. Would you call the GP? Would you Google your symptoms, or would you just jump into the lava like like Ripley did at the end of Alien Free?
2: I would actually try to train it like on um Spaceballs, where the oh, chess yeah, 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 does yeah. the song and dance with the mini hat and the thing. <laughs> I oh mean
0: it does the little like, yeah, I know what you mean. Now I mean, that... that'd be great, right? That's a party trick. That is a party trick.
2: <laughs>
0: wow. Great answer. Okay. Um, well, I was going to ask you what you're currently working on, but I guess it's the, we've already covered that, which is the Haunting of Alejandra. And is there anything else you need to that's know about? Done. The, the Christmas one.
2: I'm, I know I, I'm writing. Oh, no, that's. So that's out of Uxlan, Um, will come out for Christmas, but pre-orders mm. aren't up yet. Um, the haunting of Alejandra. You can absolutely please go pre-order, pre-order, pre-order. Um, definitely pre-order that now. I'm actually working on a crime novel.
0: Oh, straight yeah, you crime.
2: Did,
0: you did. You mentioned straight this, crime. Isn't yeah. Is this? Yeah. Wait, on your own or are you co-writing?
2: I'm writing one on my own, and then Gemma and I are kind of dabbling with something, oh. but I'm writing my own. As well,
0: I love it. Is there anything at all you could tell us about that, or is it all under
2: wraps? No, but Nothing. it's not even. It's going to be. Pre- it's pretty gruesome.
0: Yeah, twenty thousand yeah. words of of sex.
2: Actually, this is going to have no sex. Nice it's nice. going to be just right. like. R-r-r-r.
0: Oh. No time for that. No time. I'm for also, this but good no, no, no. Stuff.
2: And I, I can't say any more about the other thing I'm working on. Uh, but I will have a also straight erotic horror thing in the mix coming wow. out at some point that I straight need to finish. Up it'll horror. be a short. Yeah, it'll be a short story collection of just erotic horror.
0: Hmm. Okay, that sounds great. Amazing. And then I have
2: a ton. And then I have a ton of shit on <laughs> so, submission with my agent. So much going on. Well, I'm waiting. So my agent has Prolific. all this stuff. So I'm like waiting for publishers to say yes.
0: Mm. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. it's good. I like it. Uh, such an inspiration. Uh, so with Vasquez, oh, are people only going to be able to get it online? Is it going to be in bookshops as well? I'm assuming it's going it to be a place like Forbidden Planet
2: yes it will be at forbidden planet and i'll have a forbidden planet announcement at some point soon um yes it's it'll be in bookshops so definitely yes
0: i i can't wait can't wait to get my hands on it um and i urge everybody listening to check it out as well um when this episode drops we'll be ever even closer to the release date so yeah so is on
2: yes so please uh october 25th uk november 8th us (sighs) let's do this
0: we'll put all of the relevant links in the show notes for the podcast uh we'll share some stuff around about the launch as well um just to make sure our listeners at least don't forget don't forget come on um so where can our listeners find more from you V, and keep up to date with your future work
2: yeah, so I am on Instagram and Twitter at V London. On TikTok, I'm like V Castro Stories or V Castro Books or something. <laughs> See, I'm so on TikTok, so I'm like I'm on there somewhere. I'm on there somewhere. Um, I've got t-
0: five accounts. I got five accounts.
2: <laughs> so I'm on TikTok, um, but Instagram and Twitter are my main. My main squeezes. Um, And uh, yeah, and then The Haunting of Alejandra, that's for pre order. Um, All of my other books, just go out and grab them. I would love for you to read Mestiza Blood um, and everything else, really Goddess Mm. of Filth, The Queen of Cicadas. Um, Yeah, watch this space for pre order for Out of Atslan.
0: How exciting. How mm-hmm. excited. Can't wait. Okay. So, uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. If you enjoyed the show, become a patron over at patreon.com forward slash horror hangout. Thanks to Taj Easton for our theme music. Thanks to ACAST for hosting the show. Please consider giving us a rating or review and head over to the Facebook group Horror Hangout Board of Advisors for more. Thank you very much for joining us, V.
2: Thank you for having me and coming into my living room where I'm lounging around <laughs> literally. Live?
0: Live from the lounge. <laughs> um it could be it could be a regular feature on the podcast, you know. Live from yeah. the lounge. With,
2: Live with from the there. lounge, you know, just I hanging mean, out.
0: I would subscribe, just hanging out. And that's why we're called <laughs> the horror hangout. Right, okay. I love thank it. Thank you very much. Uh and we'll see you again very soon. Take care.
2: Bye, thank you, everyone. Bye.